Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's time for another fun-filled episode. Yeah, time for more beer and talking. Yeah. Nice. Uh, We are going to talk about art history today. Not the subject, but the brewery. Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, you know, I like to consider myself an appreciator of art, but Mm. art history isn't really my area. Yeah, not my expertise. But art history, um, they are from Geneva, Illinois. And they opened in the, like the middle of the pandemic in May 2020. So, Whoa! Right? Yeah. That's I did not expect that. I did yeah. not kind of purposely did not learn a whole lot about them mm-hmm. when you proposed art history because yeah. sometimes I know stuff about the breweries at a time, mm-hmm. either from his my own history, oh, from experience, or yeah. experience, yeah. or just from now from hearing yeah, about them or different somebody's things. Somebody's talking yeah. about them, but I don't know anything about art history. Well, let's uh, let's open up this Chuck or style. art history. Yeah, I don't know anything about art history or <laughs> well, I know a little bit only from this, but not the subject. All right, we're right. going to open the Chuck style lager. Ooh. A Czech lager. Man. Yeah. They're s- totally focused on a lot of European Okay. Um, beer. So they, I said they opened in mid or mid pandemic in May of 2020. That's pretty serious business. Yeah, for sure. And this is uh, Tom and Cindy, husband and mm-hmm. wife, opened it. Um, this is their second career for both of them. So Cindy was in the pharmaceutical industry for like 30 years. Tom was actually in the um, printing industry for a very long time. Okay. Um, production, um, setting up production. Um, facilities and things like that but uh in the 80s he homebrewed but didn't really stick with it and then he you know picked it back up again and he did train in germany and went to the world brewing academy and came back with this love of european style beers i can relate to that yeah they've (laughs) got a 10 barrel craft brewery with a tap room and a beer garden outside for not now but for the summer okay fair Um, yes it is february so it's not really beer garden weather not so much so their head brewer is greg and greg has a long history in the industry he started back in like the early to mid 90s um at wine color in berwin in Berwin, I said Berwin. I was trying to decide <laughs> if you were talking about Berlin, no, Berwin, or Berwin, Berwin the suburb Illinois. of Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I decided to it let you do it. It just didn't roll off the tongue very well. He was actually hired by Nick Floyd, who was working oh, okay. at Wine Color before he went to start Three Floyds. Okay. So he started there, and then he left there, and he. Periodically went back to school. He went to Siebel. He came back. Um, he wound up working at Goose Island uh, with Jim Seabach, who's at Revolution now, okay. and also the brewmaster of Firestone Walker. So he's 
been around and been with yeah. a lot of different people who have gone to great places in the beer industry. Um, he worked at a variety of other breweries, Brass, which is now Lucky Monk. Um, and then he spent 15 years at Mickey Finn's which is where he left to come to art history. Okay. So he's got a long uh, history in the brewing industry. Um, and so Tom and him work together. Cindy does more of the sales side of stuff. Um, art history, they took the history side. They wanted to do traditional style of beers and go back to like the history and, you know, the old styles of things. Um, and then they also have a love of art um their logo is very art deco architectural I see kind that. of kind of like arrows yeah it's supposed to be a h so art history i see um, that yeah okay so um and then th there's not just the history but you know beer now there's so much more to explore and things like that so art history nice. Caveat, their daughter is also an art history major, so I'm not sure how much that Oof. played into that. <laughs> Oof. Well, I good think luck probably for her. a bit. Um, but yeah, so this is, like I said, the second career for both of them. And Greg, this is just continuing on his brewing experience. And they put it all together and opened up this, this brewery in the middle of the bad place. And uh, middle of the bad place. But I will say this well. beer is pleasantly cool. Mm -hmm. It's not lukewarm, which is what is required in the medium mm -hmm. place. In the so. medium place. Yeah, it's it's actually the perfect temperature. Mm. Um, they so e they even have a traditional Czech beer tap there, I guess. So I guess in like Prague, if you go, they start by pouring foam. Okay. And then they put the nozzle into the foam and pour the beer under it so that the foam rises and the foam protects the beer from oxidizing. Oh, I love it. So love that's it. like... The, the way you do it in Prague, apparently, which I've never been there, so I don't know. But um, I have actually been to Prague, mm. but it was when I was too young to appreciate uh, beer, which is a lot of my stories about going to Europe, yeah, I'm I afraid. Makes, I, and yeah. realistically, that makes sense because once you get old enough, your parents don't really take you to Europe that's anymore. Yeah. <laughs> then it's your responsibility to take your kids. And and that's not happening for a while. No, nah, so. we're not there yet. We, had, we did have a brief conversation about oh. taking our kids to Europe. Uh, because my brother was uh, tossing around the idea mm. of a spring break trip, perhaps to uh, Italy or something gotcha. like that. Uh, and I was sort of like, oh, maybe we could do that. And my husband was just like, no, no. not yet. <laughs> Fair enough. And yeah. I was like, it's yeah. long. It's a very long. Yeah. No, it's a lot of travel and yes. it potentially is a lot of walking. Yeah. And they're a little young. Yeah. A lot of art history. Yeah. And our children will not appreciate I that. I just at this feel point. like <laughs> taking my children to see the Sistine Chapel after they've walked through the entire Vatican. They're Museum. literally not going to care. They're going to ask when we can go home. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that the phrase I would utter the most is don't touch that. <laughs> That's totally the true. The tapestries are not to be touched. <laughs> Don't touch the art. Don't Someone is going to kick us out. It. Yeah. Listen to the recording. Yeah. No, that totally is not, not going to happen. So yeah. so, yeah. All right. So this, this uh, is very pleasant. It is very pleasant. It tastes like a lager. It does mm -hmm. taste a little bit like Pilsner or Kel, which it is does, kind of exactly. like That's the world the, famous Czech lager. Yep, totally is. Um. It's beautiful. Just a nice yellow yeah. beer. You're right. It's perfect temperature. Mm -hmm. It's 
cold, but not too cold. No, it's... Could probably even be a touch warmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like... you know, you traveled here with it, and I it is like 20 degrees it. outside. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that it need... <laughs> it was going to get much warmer in your car. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, unfortunately, beers like this are very forgiving temperature-wise. There are mm. other beers, in my opinion, like stouts and barley wines, where... That... Are if they're too much cold, better at a particular temperature. Yeah, yeah. if they're too Agreed. cold, you don't get all of the flavor. Mm-hmm. Yep, I Whereas agree. a beer like this, this is it can is, be cold, it can forgiving. be cool, and it's refreshing and it's very refreshing, delightful. Yeah, this this is the lager I like. Mm-hmm. I don't like all lagers. This is the lager I like. This so. is the lager you like. That's it great. Is. Yeah. And it's called some word that I probably won't pronounce correctly. Levitace, yeah. perhaps. Sure, maybe. Don't know. Uh, looks maybe to be Latin. I guess I don't know. I assume it means levitate. I, that's but we're just all guesses, great you guess. guys. That's one hundred percent a guess. I'm not yeah, gonna. No clue. I'm not gonna stress over it. No, no. Czech but, style lager. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> it tastes good. It does. We like it. We like it. Yeah. So all right, let's move on to a delightful topic <laughs> that we've been very much looking forward to discussing, <laughs> which is stress. And yes. daily frustration and how we cope with these things. Something that I imagine literally everyone who's listening to this can relate to. You do not have to have kids to be stressed out. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was thinking about that when I was writing my notes for this episode. And I remembered our episode where we interviewed Rachel. Okay. And you and her both mentioned how as a friend to somebody who doesn't have a child with special needs. I'm sorry. Reverse that. As mm-hmm. someone who has a child with special needs or needs more attention or has disabilities or mm-hmm. whatever that may be, that you don't want your friends to limit their time that they might express themselves to you with oh, what's yeah. going on in their lives and what they're oh, stressed sure. about. Because even if it's not the same thing that's weighing on you, it doesn't make it less significant. It yep. doesn't mean any less to them. No, everybody has their own struggles and you can't compare them relative to I, anyone else. I so. 100% agree. Yeah. And I often bring up this subject when, when I think about stress and struggles mm-hmm. and things like that. Every now and then there's this post on Facebook about how you're not supposed to pay it forward in the Starbucks line because the lady behind you in the Starbucks line doesn't need you to buy her latte. Mm. If she's in line, she can afford a latte. So why are you buying hers for her? And I always say to myself, (laughs) yeah, but, you Mm. know, I've been the lady behind the person who's had their Mm -hmm. drink paid for. And the amount of like positive vibes oh. and good feelings that I have gotten on days. Now, okay, I don't go to Starbucks very often. No. For me, generally, mm-hmm. Starbucks is on the day where I was up a lot mm-hmm. during it's a, the It's night. on a bad day. It's the bad day. It's this the is bad the day. treat. Yeah. I'm treating myself. That's why I'm in the line. I agree. I yeah. don't drink Starbucks every day. And Neither that do I. doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that's everybody else in line either. Sure, sure. But... If one example. I'm able to buy the drink for the person behind me or someone is able to buy the drink for me, I feel like they're not doing it because they know I can afford the drink. No. They're doing it because they want to pass on a little positivity. Yeah. And I just feel like the whole we don't know what people are struggling with argument just really kind of comes into play mm. with this specific example. Yeah. I'm not saying 
just go buy drinks for people at Starbucks. <laughs> do what makes you happy. Yeah. If you want to donate to causes or do stuff like sure. that yeah. to spread joy, by all yeah. means, do those things. You know, ironic. I was listening to the radio earlier today, and uh, I was listening to a country station, The Highway on XM, and they're out of Nashville. And I guess today, earlier in the day, the VJs or whatever you call them now, um, they went out and were just handing out roses on the oh. street to people. Like, and they said the amount of, like, positive energy that that right. created, they're like, we should do this all the time. Like, right. something nice, not necessarily roses, but yeah. something to, to you know, to give. Kindness. Yeah. Just and a small kindness. And they said kindness. it made, not only did it put smiles on other people's faces, but it made them feel good. Yeah. And yeah. that's half of, we're totally going off the rails here, but <laughs> half of my enjoyment of, like, holidays or different things is giving like i very much don't care what i get in return as much as seeing someone happy with something i did or gave or whatever like that's that's what matters more to me um but yeah random acts of kindness i like it yeah Yeah. (laughs) well and i think that that's something that you can actually do to relieve stress on yourself too i mean you know it does feel good so you know add that to the list of ways to cope with stress add it to the list let's put that on there yeah passing on on kindness to other people does make you feel better a hundred percent so i think it should be on the list all but right. yes. when I was thinking about this topic and stress and daily frustrations mm-hmm. and things like that, um, I initially kind of thought about my kids. Mm. So my eight-year-old is kind of an anxious dude. Okay. And I think that his anxiety, and I use the word anxiety a little bit loosely mm-hmm. because I feel like in some ways people believe that that's something that you're diagnosed mm. with. Yeah, fair. I, but I think it exists in everybody. Yes. Yeah. I would... My own son would classify himself as a nervous person. Okay. And so I think that saying that he's anxious on occasion is probably accurate. Yeah. So going off of that, I think that my son's anxiety over whatever is making him anxious carries over to me quite mm. often, uh, especially when he gets up in the middle of the night yeah. and is nervous. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night. About. Wakes up, (laughs) goes to the bathroom, realizes he's freaking out, and comes to get me. Mm -hmm. And this happens almost every night. I was going to say, unfortunately, too often. Way (laughs) too often. Way too often for both our sakes. Honestly. Like, the poor child. Like, please, just get some rest. Yeah. And lack of sleep. I mean, yeah. Not a good time. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yep, for sure. (laughs) So... What I have done is I've worked really hard on trying to have strategies for him Mm -hmm. to relax and calm down. And I've tried to incorporate some of those into my life. Uh, One of the things that we encouraged him to do was that there are kind of are proper times to feel nervous or worried or anxious. Mm -hmm. And that you should tell yourself, you know, when I'm trying to sleep, maybe not the best time to be worried about school tomorrow. Don't yeah. worry about school tomorrow while you're trying to rest tonight. Mm-hmm. Think about what you want for your birthday Something this year. Happy. Yeah. Or whether you want chocolate cake or yellow yeah. cake or red velvet cake. Think about something that makes you feel good, that calms you down. And and focus yeah. on the worries and the anxiety at a time where you can talk to someone about it or it can make you feel better by expressing it. Yeah. But it doesn't do that when you're laying your, in your bed at night. Mm-hmm. And that's true of all of us. Yeah. I know. Sometimes I have to work very hard to shut my brain off to be able to sleep it at night. I definitely I feel that. Yes. Yes. So I try to incorporate some of the little things that mm-hmm. I've 
encouraged my okay. son to do. All right. I will say, and then you know, I know you're going to connect on this one with me. <laughs> I do occasionally drink alcohol <laughs> when I'm trying to deal with stress. And I know that sounds like a bad thing on its surface, mm-hmm. but it does honestly help me because, for example, mm-hmm. that is an element in this podcast. Yeah. And this is really good for me emotionally doing this podcast we're drinking and we're talking those are two like of your big that's like like, literally my whole list here that i have written the second (laughs) item is just and then there's talking through stuff with people yeah no (laughs) this this is the perfect example but yeah no i and it's i i don't really drink that often i mean obviously we sample beers we're not drinking all like if we're not drinking an entire beer to ourselves when we're drinking and sampling them but um you know, at home, I don't drink a ton of beer anymore, mostly because my husband doesn't. Right. And so if people come over, I will happily open something and we will share. Share it, um, sure. But me and him will, like, I like experimenting with different cocktails. So, like, yeah. I'll, like, pull up a recipe and, like, try it out. And it gets my brain to think about something else. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that and then we can enjoy it. And it that's definitely something that is a nice kind of relaxation time. Yeah. So, so it's not necessarily the act of getting drink. drunk no, or drinking too definitely much. not. That's not it for me either. No. It's not that I have to drink four beers nope. to feel good after Mm-mm. shoveling my driveway. <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes. but just yeah. that they feel good after I shovel my driveway. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but you know, but this... Yeah. Socializing with you, yes. socializing with my friends, going out for an evening with my yes. family and having a drink, that element exists there. But really, really what it's about is enjoying that with somebody else. Yes. And and that's a big help for me when it comes to frustration and stress is, is being able to kind of just connect with somebody else. Sometimes it's my husband. Yeah. Sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's my kids, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no. So socializing to me is a, is a big one, whether yeah. it's just... You know, having a drink, whether it's going like me and one of my girlfriends, um, you know, we'll go out for breakfast and literally just go to like home goods and like walk around. But and you like, just like talk about what you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, and we just like each other on laugh your at the weird crap that they have in the store. And yeah. like, but it's just connecting with someone. Absolutely. Um, and that definitely to me is a huge help. It's probably also kind of a distraction sure. sometimes. So sometimes it just depends on. What, what I'm stressed about. Sometimes I want to talk something through and sometimes I want to forget about it. And yes, it just depends 100%, on definitely. what it is and how I address it. So, you know, those are two different things. But sometimes you do just want to be like, I'm just leaving this. I'm, I'm going to yes. let it die. Yep. And then I'm going to go distract myself with something else. And absolutely, that, that part definitely helps when there's someone else with you. Because when you are by yourself and you're trying to forget about something, it's not as easy because you stew on it. Yes. So if you're trying to forget, ignore, move on, whatever, it's nice to have someone else to help you with that. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. And I think for me, that's probably my best coping mechanism when it comes to stress and frustration is talking it through with people when mm-hmm. it's not when it's an unavoidable yeah. topic no. you know like you said and i was going to actually get to this that some stresses and worries are little things sometimes even co- inconsequential yeah. things yeah. and i'm one of those people who 
tends to like make a mountain out of a molehill once in a while Mm -hmm. where I'll be really stressed and worried about something and then like whatever the thing is comes about or happens or I talk to the person that it's related to big of a deal is it and it's really not a big deal yeah and I'm like oh I guess I was like wasting all that time worrying about it I had that exact situation today my kids went to the dentist this morning Mm -hmm. we found out my one son had some cavities I like freaked out about that yeah and he, I came home from work today and talked to him about it, and he was just like, "Yeah, I got to go back next week and get some teeth fixed. It's okay." <laughs> and he was like, it's "No and big I'm deal." I'm just like, "Oh, okay, oh, okay, you're cool. cool with this, all yeah. right." And Great. that's just like one of the examples, and it's yeah. not because it was about him. It was just one of the examples of something where I worried mm-hmm. about this thing, yeah, and then realized later it really wasn't that you big really a deal. Didn't have to worry as much, yeah. I do that a lot. I definitely talk things through in my head and sometimes they happen and sometimes they don't. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I worry about things that never occur. And I definitely think too much. Um, I would say if I asked my husband, what are my coping mechanisms? He would say, I don't have any good ones. Um, Well, because he always says, like, I worry about everyone else before I worry about myself. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. which isn't is pretty factual. Um, So we've been saying, like, I need some time to relax or do something for myself and get away and not worry about everyone else. Um, Definitely lately I've, you know, my oldest has had a slew of kind of issues and medical things. And I've actually felt like talking about it, even with people who can't understand. Oh, sure. Is helpful because at least then they kind of understand what I'm going through, even if they can't fully understand it. Um, So that's been helpful. That's good. And I feel like my yeah. husband doesn't understand anything going on with me. So when I talk to him about things, I actually wrote that down as no. well. That uh, it's not that he doesn't like relate. Yeah. Or like if I come to him with a problem, like sure. I'm stressed about this thing he'll from listen. work yeah. and oh, I'm going to have to deal with it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He'll listen and he'll be responsive. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I'm done telling the story, yeah. part of me is like, okay, well, we didn't solve any problems, but I did get it off my chest. Yeah. And so, and not to say that's always what happens when I talk to him, <laughs> but on occasion it happens with everybody. Yes. And when it does, like you said, sometimes mm-hmm. it just feels good to say it. Yes. Yes. So sometimes you just need I definitely to get that. let it out. So. You got to set it free, man. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be out there in the universe. Yes. <laughs> My husband has probably healthier coping me- mechanisms than I do. He goes to the gym, mm-hmm. um, which I don't do, which I should do. But um, that helps his stress. And he does like he does Krav. So he does like some jujitsu and some he's like, it, it feels better to choke someone. Even if it's not for real. It's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So. Yeah. I did yeah. at one point uh, consider the idea of uh, shooting a gun on my 40th birthday, mm-hmm. like making mm-hmm. that what I did on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, well, that might make me feel better in it, a it's semi-violent way. Honestly, like it's... I guess there is some kind of rush and serotonin release probably in that process. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, me and my husband have gone to the range a bunch of times. We both have our Foids and we own, you know, a handful of of guns and we haven't gone in a long time. But um, sometimes that is a stress relief and to target practice. Also, I feel like when you focus on something like and so you're focusing on 
a spot and you hit it and you get a sense of satisfaction. Absolutely. And so that the whole process, even chemically in your brain, makes you just feel better in general. So I could see that actually like being a legit thing that might help people relieve some stress. Yeah. So yeah, it's an option. I didn't go that route, uh, mostly because I ended yeah. up with a group of friends, yeah. <laughs> and we did a, a little more low-key activity, yes, yes. which was just have a few drinks, mm-hmm. which <laughs> basically, which was awesome, totally. and it was perfect. Yes, exactly. I'm very glad that's what I did for my birthday, so no regrets there, certainly yeah. not. You kind of mentioned like exercise as, mm-hmm. as something that hypothetically yes. could relieve stress for yes, a yes. person, yes. and I would put that in the same list for myself. Should I exercise more? Yeah. Would I sleep better if I exercised regularly? For sure. I would 100% sleep better. I know that because there have been periods where I was like, I'm going to exercise every day Mm -hmm. for a month and we're going to see how I feel. And you'll felt better. I felt better (laughs) and I drank more water and I slept better and I was nicer to people. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, ugh, I was really hoping this was going to do more harm than good. (laughs) And it didn't. Clearly not. (laughs) And and it's funny because your husband is a big advocate for Mm -hmm. exercise. Oh, for sure. Because I saw him when he came to help uh, clear my brother's driveway. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we chatted for a couple of minutes uh, at my mm-hmm. brother's like garage door. Yeah. The garage door was open. And he was like, man, who's all these protein? What's oh, all? Yeah. Who's the exercise nut in the house? You know? mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's my brother. And oh. he was like, no, really? And yeah. I, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I think that my brother probably exercises more now mm. than he ever has before. Okay. And I will say part of that is that my brother's children are older. Sure. Yeah. Um, so he kind of has a little bit more free time. Sure. Well, because, he you know, have to he be... can just kind of like abandon right. them. Right. Be for like, a all right, while. I'll be back. Yeah. We can't do that legally. We cannot no, do that. No, no. I'm <laughs> so, not there. Yeah. And that day will come someday, but right. it is years away. Yes. So exactly. that's not a reasonable <laughs> uh, possibility for me. Yes. Uh, but I do, I do sometimes exercise in my home. I have like an exercise bike yeah. and I go in waves with mm-hmm. stuff like that. When I used to be a member of, at a gym, I would go much more often. Yeah. Mostly because of the guilt of paying of money paying to go it. somewhere. It's just, it which makes a you feel motivator. like you should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I haven't done that in forever. And a lot of the reasons are because of the bad place. There was just a yeah. period where well, you couldn't. I yeah. couldn't go. Yep. And I had a membership and it got canceled right. from that. <laughs> and then there was a period where I kind of wasn't really yeah. looking to go back. And then we got like exercise equipment at home and we started using it mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Uh, and then by the time, like, let's say last summer rolled around when it would have been very reasonable to go to back go to back. the gym. Yeah. It just kind of, you know, things yeah. get away. And exercise is notorious for <laughs> The that. one that gets it's away. It's like yeah. always the one that gets away. Because you I'm don't want not... to, but you yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, yeah, I don't exercise as much as I should. I should. And, you know, hopefully we'll get back there. But uh, my husband thinks I should do, like, boxing or something. And I was like, okay. I sh- totally should. I feel like that would make me feel better. Yeah. Um. So, but a little aggression, you know. A little bit of aggression just a little. is feels, not too bad, feels okay. man. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I can support that. Yeah. I like planning things. So, like, that actually, even though it's stressful to some people, makes me feel better to have something to look forward to. So, whether it's a dinner, okay. whether it's mm-hmm. an activity, whether it's something, like, putting something on my calendar to look forward to. Definitely. Makes me yeah. feel better. I feel that way, too. 
Uh, the flip side of that, how do you feel about not having plans? Like, I don't have to fill my calendar. Um, like, and my husband would say the complete opposite that I do fill our calendar too much. But I, <laughs> I definitely am doing that less okay. um, as than I used to. Um, but sometimes it's nice. Like, I look forward to just a Saturday that we don't have anything. Sure. So we can just sit at home and watch a movie and, and do nothing. Yeah. So I'm perfectly fine with not having plans all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having a plan, even sometimes it could be a plan to sit at home and have a family movie or sure. play a game or like I had a, I bought this puzzle that I really liked the scene of and I would come home and just do the puzzle and mm-hmm. like the kids would be watching TV or doing something and I would sit at the dining room table and just do this do puzzle. The puzzle and nice. that to me was also relaxing and I put it together and it's done and I'm probably going to frame it and put it under the sign that I have but anyways um <laughs> I but love that is a plan also there's for the a plan. puzzle yes <laughs> but that is also relaxing to me so that's good I it's like a that. variety of different things um I don't I probably again pay attention to other people more than i should myself but there's definitely things that i do for myself to wind down and mm-hmm. um you know i mean the bigger thing is like periodically i go get a massage like that's definitely relaxing oh me. absolutely yes <laughs> um, don't do that enough um you know but yeah having something to look forward to makes me feel better absolutely. about whatever's totally. happening right now yeah so definitely i definitely see that uh, I did try to come up with a couple other things that comfort me uh, and relieve stress. I really like playing board games with my husband. Okay. We play mostly cooperative board games because I'm uh, too cutthroat yeah, and too if much you of didn't, a sore it would loser. Be. <laughs> it would end poorly. Games. Yes. Well, one of two things would happen. Either it's a total game of chance and I could potentially win the game and not be nice about it. Mm. Or their skill involved, and my husband would 100% win, win all of the time, and I would hate that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so either way, it's cooperative. Negative. Yeah. Cooperative. That's fair. I, I and can we agree with that. both seem to really enjoy that. We're good. Um, my cat used to be a big comfort mm. to me. I know I'm trying to, I don't want to sound too sad because it really is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, when there were periods of time where we would have no plans or we would be home over the span of a weekend. Mm-hmm. And my kids would be watching something or playing video games or doing an activity that brought them outside the house and I had free time. That never happens. (laughs) But let's say it did. I would occasionally sit in my bed and read or watch a show myself. And my cat, 100% of the time, would sit down with me. And so having... The presence of another uh, being. Yeah. It could have been my son. It could have been my sure, husband. But having something but there. But having yeah. him there was always a huge comfort. I worried less about stuff. Yeah. And cats are kind of rumored to have that effect. They say they say that like them purring in your presence effect, is sort yeah. of like a yes, mm-hmm. it's like a healing. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely believe that because okay. I always felt really good around him. Oh. It's also probably why. The day will come where we will get another cat, and that day may come faster because we're all kind of, like, starting to miss that a lot. Mm. I mean, well, I've been missing it since the day it stopped happening. But everybody else is now. But it's it's still, like, exists in our minds that we want that thing, and it's not here. So I feel like at some point we're going to fill that void. Yeah. And I look forward to that. 
That's because fair. it's a comfort and it does make me feel good. And yeah. I, think, I know that. I think so. animals in general often do that. Like my oldest, um, he definitely gets some comfort around. We don't have any pets, but we'll be a fish, but that doesn't really count. You can't pet fish. No. Um, but he definitely gets comfort when he's around animals. So, yeah. like, he very much, like, my best friend has two dogs. And whenever we're there or when we're camping or when we're, he's always by the dogs. Like, he yeah. very much likes to be around animals. Um, so I, I do think I, there's definitely a valid um, piece that they are comforting, yeah. you know, calming thing. My twins, I think they very much need to decompress like on their own, like so, you know, they go through school, they do their homework, they do everything, and then they like go to their separate rooms and they like read a book or they mm-hmm. do something on their own by themselves, like just to get some quiet time, essentially. Yeah, and, I think my yeah. oldest does more of that mm-hmm. even now than he used to. He yeah. does seem to, even if it's just like, like the cursed YouTube, which we are weeding out and i know you've mentioned how you guys don't do We're, youtube at all well which is a, we are the rule now is no youtube unless you bring it to to us and we approve, approve it, it what you're watching that's very good yeah. i like that mm-hmm. uh we have Gone censored forth, yeah. i don't know we've weeded through things that we don't like for them to watch and yes. they have p- cut a lot of that out so like they yeah. do watch lame videos of people playing minecraft which is annoying but they're not people who are being jerks yes. while they're doing yes. it which is a really big thing for us we yeah. don't want you to watch someone being a mean person right. or a bully and yeah. think that it's funny right no um but my oldest will kind of do alone time he'll go in there and read or he'll mm-hmm. go in there yeah. and watch a video or he has a cell phone now and mm-hmm. he's got a couple games on it and he does have a time limit for how long yep. he's playing games on his phone his yeah. phone is always open I haven't restricted when he can make a call sure. or send a text message because I would never want him to be in a position Place where he that needed, he needed to. It and you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but he has limits on some of the apps, and you know, yeah, he'll play the thirty minutes of this game yeah. that he's able to play, and he will do it by himself in his room a yeah. lot of times. Mm-hmm. My youngest, like, won't be alone. Like, can't be alone. Like, he would go into his brother's room and mm-hmm. be in there with him yeah. if he could. Mm. And if he can't do that, he's going to sit fine. on the couch okay. wherever me or Somebody my husband is, is yeah. or wherever we're at. My daughter is more like that. She still does do her alone thing, but when she's around us, she's, like, like attached at the hip to whoever's there. Yeah. Like, literally like on top of us yeah so i think that she i think all of my children actually are very affectionate people Mm -hmm. and they get comfort from that uh, my kids are definitely affectionate and i think that as you know i'm not a toucher (laughs) and i don't really like a lot of hugs i won't say i make an exception for my kids because i don't feel that way about it i enjoy affection with my children very very much Mm -hmm. But occasionally, I feel like they use it as a weapon against mm. me, where they'll see I'm frustrated, or it'll be at a time where I'm like, for sure, I don't want to be touched, like, uh, when I'm eating. I don't like to be touched when yeah, I'm eating. No. I don't ever I like agree. to be touched when I'm eating. Don't yeah. touch me. I just... Yeah. And they'll, like, use an opportunity mm. for me eating something at the table to come over and be like, hug time. And, and they, you're like... And I'm like, see, you're doing it on purpose yeah. because you know that I don't want you gotcha. to. Yeah, no. <laughs> so That's it's not difficult cool. because 
for me, touching is kind of a borderline activity at times. Yeah. And while I welcome it from my children almost always, yeah. there are on the occasions times, where I don't, yeah. <laughs> they kind of try to push it a little bit sometimes. That's fair. Being children, of course. Yeah, their children will be children. Yes. They're manipulative anyways, but yeah. all children are. It's their, like I said, they use it as a weapon. Yes. Um, one <laughs> other thing that maybe not uh, be... I don't know, maybe it is common, maybe it's not. I really enjoyed baking. Yes, so, I like baking cooking. or cooking, like cooking, but like baking something and having a finished product and doing that and going through all of the all of those steps, like that to me is actually relaxing. Yes, but yes. Unfortunately, then I have a cake to eat or <laughs> cookies or well, something. Well, or kitchen to clean up, which is also kind of... That, that act of making something is definitely also I agree. I feel that way too. To I really... So. Well, and I've talked before about how much I enjoy like making an elaborate mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah. And it's funny because we're going to kind of touch on a, a topic next time Mm. that brings up the opportunity to not have to cook as much and uh i don't think i would ever really want to take away my opportunity to cook meals yeah maybe not all the time but not really less than i do now we um at at my job so i um i'm have a team under me and we have bi-weekly meetings and I select someone to have an icebreaker every time we have a meeting just to get the conversation started. We're all on zoom. So nobody's together. Um, but we try and still meet as a team. And so this week's was, uh, one of my employees said, would you rather have a personal chef or a maid? Mm-hmm. And I overwhelmingly would want a maid Absolutely. because, oh my goodness. first of all, I have three kids and their house is a disaster. Yeah. But also, I actually do enjoy cooking. So, yes. like, I that's I don't enjoy cleaning. No, I just don't. No, not there's, any type there's of nothing. Cleaning. I know there are people that are like, oh, I really like vacuuming. Yeah. And, um, no, I have no. Like there, there's nothing about cleaning of any sort that I enjoy. So, no. but I do. I can barely get yeah. myself to take a shower, you guys, and yeah, that's cleaning I, my own self. Yeah, I don't like. I don't enjoy any sort of thing but i do enjoy cooking so that was to be something i wouldn't want to give up um but anyways that that kind of goes along with that even if i had the choice i would still choose to cook absolutely yeah i just and it is a comfort to me as well yeah i definitely enjoy the act of preparing a meal Mm. even when it's not always 100 percent well received by my family which i don't cook for them yeah. all the time. Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I want to eat some make this. chicken oregano yeah. tonight. I'm going to make that. And I put it on the table and one of my kids will just be like, I don't like this. And I'll be like, yeah, I know, but I really wanted it. Yeah. So we're going to eat it. So we're going to have some chicken. And then if you're still hungry because you didn't eat very much, mm-hmm. there's the fridge. Don't yep. <laughs> don't eat treats. Eat some real food. Yep. Okay, totally. we're done. <laughs> I can totally understand yeah. that. So... All right, why don't we open this and we can continue if you have anything left, but we're going to do, this is art therapy, actually. Art history, art therapy. So Imperial Double Dry Hopped Imperial IPA. That just gave me a brilliant idea for an episode name for this. Oh, yeah? We should call this episode Beer Therapy. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. All right. Put that on there. I will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're we're um, easing the stress of our day. Yes. Which, what do we have? What did you say? Double IPA? No, okay. it's a oh, double DDH dry. double dry hopped Imperial IPA. Imperial IPA. There mm-hmm. it is. So mm. many different words with IPA these days. I it's know. hard to keep track. It really is. So many varieties of things. Mm. A lot of head. Yeah. Mm. 
It smells kind of lemony. Mm. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. More, a little citrus, but more on the lemon side than on the grapefruit side, for sure. Tastes kind of lemony. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. It's a little... Oh, it's different. Yeah, I think I expected it to be. Maybe this is Imperial IPA versus all the stuff that we've had yeah. lately, and that's sort of where that comes Maybe in. Maybe that's the European style. I mean, I have no idea, honestly. Yeah, hmm. man, it's I'm been a long time now. since I've had what I believe is probably an Imperial mm-hmm. IPA. Uh, this is great. It's, it's great, very but different. it is a little. It is a little different yeah. than some of the like double IPAs and even it's classic IPAs we've had. You definitely can't like compare this to. It, it doesn't taste like a double IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has a different flavor to it. You know, I think that a lot of times when you and I make these observations, I was thinking about this the other day. When we make these observations about especially IPAs because we've had so many over the course of our yeah. lives and even through this podcast, there mm-hmm. was a period where we had to agree not to drink IPAs for a while because we because featured we had so many one in them. every episode yeah, for like, like 10 okay. episodes straight. No more. <laughs> so we, we were like, we got to get away from them for a little bit. Yeah. And so I think that that's always been in our minds mm-hmm. and we still kind of steer away from IPAs a lot. Um, But I think that why we notice these distinctions is the hop combinations in these beers. Oh, yes, for sure. I think that, like, for example, European hop combinations, which is probably what is in this. Oh, I guarantee it is. Create this flavor and feel and head and all of that. It's a darker color. Yes. If you can see it, it's a darker color. It's much more malty tasting, even the feel to it. It's just very different than what you would see in American style IPA or Absolutely. something like that. Absolutely. Totally Doesn't taste different. like it. No, but it's all. a really, if you don't like malt, you wouldn't like this as much to no, me. No, I don't think so. But it's much more malty than it is bitter. It's still yes. got the hoppiness to it. You're, you're still getting There's the hops. There's still a little bit of that, especially on the tail different. end, on the aftertaste. Yeah. I still get the, the feeling of an IPA. In the yeah. aftertaste, but it me. is more. It is more on the lemon side, right? That's and it's that definitely flavor. more malty. Yeah. So interesting, though. Super yeah. interesting. Something I haven't had in, in a very long time. Yeah. Um, Glad and that we got to visit with it. Yeah. These are these are really cool. If we're ever in, you know, that area, Geneva. Yeah. I would definitely check it out. Um, and these were two really good beers. Yeah. So, and great conversation. And we got through some beer therapy. And so. I feel better. Yes, me too. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll catch you guys on the next one. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week and cheers to you all.